Peace, peace. You are now tuned into the Push It Forward Podcast Network and welcome to episode 10 of the First We Build Podcast. We're finally back and whatnot. <laughs> Indeed, uh, but before we get uh, too far, um, I want to let you know I'm your humble host, Herut. Um, I am the executive producer of the Push It Forward Podcast Network, all the different podcasts we got you know in our arsenal and also i'm a filmmaker um and while we're at it make sure you go um subscribe to ninth lord films i'll put a, a i card in here for that but you can definitely get to it from our uh channel and everything like that or whatnot and definitely check out all the other podcasts within the push it forward podcast network of course we got the cosmic combos podcast or whatnot or whatnot, we got an um, episode coming up for you, or whatnot, real soon, or whatnot, this week. And then we have the uh, Plant Based with Love podcast, which will be, you know, uh, relaunching uh, within the next couple weeks, or whatnot, getting everything together. Single Dad podcast dropped today, or whatnot. So go check out episode 10 over there, or whatnot. And, um, you know, here we are, right here. First, we build, right? And um, if this is your first time, connecting with us or whatnot you know make sure that you um you know like and subscribe to this channel or whatnot and hit that notification bell to know when we're going to be live or whatnot so we can uh you know get this thing rolling or whatnot so you know here we are episode 10 or whatnot you know um took a little hiatus and stuff like that had to get a couple things together or whatnot but uh you know we back as business as usual um I'll be, you know, uh, putting out a schedule um, that, you know, will be pretty, you know, that'll be close to what we're going to be able to follow, you know, this next upcoming year. You know, we're here in 2022 and everything like that or whatnot. But, um, you know, we, we, we're going to keep it moving. All right. And today we got a <laughs> we got a we got an interesting show for you or whatnot. You know, we, you know, traveling off into some different spaces or whatnot. And, um, you know, don't be shy. If you in here, drop your comments. And stuff like that and um if it's if it's enough of y'all in here at the end i might even bring a couple people up you know and get your thoughts on this whole thing or whatnot right but um you know as usual i always start off with you know um you know the regimen for the day so today you know of course i always start my day off with libation for those who don't know that's like a you know traditional african version of prayer and making commitments to the creator and everything like that so i always start my day off like that and then, um, you know, um, getting back in the gym and stuff like that. So, you know, today was upper body day. Got busy on the upper body and we came back and did some powerful session of Qigong, Lao Hu Gong. Shout out to the ancients for bringing that out and whatnot. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Qigong is like, it's an energy cultivation, you know, um, skill. You understand what I'm saying? Or a practice or whatnot. Some people like to, you know, it's similar to what you see in yogic stretching but this is something that's been you know preserved in um asian culture and stuff like that but you know um 
uh, many of us believe that you know it has ancient African origins and whatnot. And basically, you know, Qigong is a way that you can specify how you cultivate your energy for you know your health, for your lifestyle, for your family, everything that we engage in in life. Nothing happens in life without energy. So that's what Qigong do, um, does. So, you know, definitely have to get that in or whatnot. Today was a real, real, real powerful session. Really, you know, put me on point. And, you know, for those who don't know, Lao Hu Gong is a special form um, that kind of specifies working on the liver and the, um, the lung system or whatnot, you know. So real, real good, man. It's been, it's been helpful during this COVID period. Every time, you know, I have the opportunity to work you know, on the La Hukong Qigong, so big up for that, or whatnot, and uh, the tea to the day, you know, I'm gonna keep it with the OG, you know, Yerba Mate, or whatnot, man, that's my, you know, that's my favorite, you know, tea or whatnot, man, it's a good tea to keep you rolling, keep your the brain juices flowing and everything like that, you can find this practically in any store now, I, mean, I remember when I first started drinking, it was kind of hard to find. Or whatnot but uh it's pretty it's pretty prevalent now you know whatever local grocery stores if you're in you know uh, uh obscure place throughout the country or in the uk or something like that you can definitely find these in a probably latin american based um grocery store or you know farmer's market or anything like that they have um yerba mate there so it's an excellent tea like i said it's, it does have caffeine um so it, it does have that effect to you but you know, uh, I can say I've been drinking it for well over a decade and I've never had a problem with crashing on yerba mate or nothing like that. It's always been just solid, smooth, and, you know, keep you rolling or whatnot. All right. So that's it with all the niceties and all the introduction and everything. Let's let's get into today's topic. Right. So, um, you know, while I've been, you know, on a, a hiatus and stuff like that, you know, I've and getting a lot of different things sent to me and stuff like that and um <laughs> the other day i got an interesting tweet um from a, a a young lady or whatnot i believe she's like a um you know fa fashion entrepreneur or something like that she's on twitter or whatnot I had to take a quick swig and um she posted an interesting comment so let me pull that up real quick. All right, is this the best way for me to do this? Yeah, let me do this like this. All right. So I think you guys could probably uh, see. All right. So here's the tweet. All right. So the sister said, <laughs> I can't believe I'm really living on this earth with rules that random say people right random people created like why do i have to pay for water <laughs> why do i have to make money why can't we all just chill <laughs> right and um i would pull up twitter but i, I just don't i don't want to pull up the twitter screen right now but you should see the comments under here i mean i would say 90% of the comments under there were people who was like, yeah, you tell them, sis, I don't know this. I can't understand this. And then they was, they was throwing on extras on there. You know, like, you know, tell me why I can't do this, why I can't do that. You understand what I'm saying? And like, you know, that's why I titled this show. Do we know enough 
as a community to build, right? Because the black community, or not even just the community, let's just talk about, you know, where modern people are in life right now, right? Do we know enough to build, right? Because clearly, she's not the only person that thinks like this, right? And shout out to her. You know what I mean? This is not a, you know, indictment on her. I think it's just an indictment on the actual culture, our society that we lives in now, that we have people who actually thinks that this is um, a, like a, a deeper <laughs> or, or um, you know, thought-provoking question, right? Um, so, you know, what we're going to do today is I'm going to break this down sentence by sentence, right? Because there's so much packed in each one of these perspectives that she puts out there. And I think it deserves, you know, some explanation. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. All right. So, um, you know, and then for y'all who come in, make sure you're liking this video, share with people and stuff like that. Let them know that we live. Let them know that we coming in because I want this to be interactive even you know during and afterwards you know i get into the comments i talk to people those know that so you know let's let's do it all right so let's start with this first sentence okay i can't believe i'm really living on this earth with rules that random people created all right now knowing history is important all right you know if you study history you would know that the rules that have been in place and that are in place right now are not put together by random people right you know um let's 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 take it back right we talking about let's go back to hunter gatherers to the stone age <laughs> right you know when before we started even building settlements and everything like that well when people began to start congregating with each other right a lot of these rules you know, or these constructs. A lot of people like to talk about social constructs today, but you know, people don't really get in and try to understand why they're there. They just think that some people just got together in a room and said, we're gonna do A, B, C, and everybody else is gonna have to follow. It didn't happen like that, right? You know, um, it comes back, it's rooted, just the idea of putting in a rule, a protocol, is rooted in trying to govern society, right? So, you know, before when you're hunting and gathering, right, you're not even really building um, sophisticated shelters or anything like that. You're just living. You're following the herds, all these different things like that. You know, it's different. It's a different lifestyle for versus when you sit down and like you got groups of people that's going to live in a settlement together. You understand you might have multiple shelters or whatnot, different things like that. Multiple generations of people hanging around, you know, um, you got to start creating rules because you start seeing problems happen, right? You know, and the number one priority is safety, right? You want everybody to be safe. You want to be efficient. You want everybody to be able to eat, to be able to, you know, make their contribution and everything like that. And then, you know, just, you know, people uncultivated are wild. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like all of us, you know, whether we cultivate it now or whatever and stuff like that, we all know that, you know, we have a wild streak. Even if you don't act on every wild thought or anything that comes on you, is is there, right? You don't always go and make the best decision that's best for you, best for everybody else. You understand? It's impulse. So imagine 
people just now starting to live with each other, right? You know how even when you're in a relationship and people be like, you know, man, you really don't know that person until you live with them, right? Imagine that you've been roaming around, you understand what I'm saying, in the various wilderness, you know, forest, heavy forested areas across this, you know, this globe. And now people have started to like, you know, let's 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 start living together and stuff like that. Let's start establishing institutions and different things like that, right? Imagine what type of drama is popping off in these situations, right? <laughs> like, I mean, like, like pure on drama. You understand this one is messing with this one, this one's lady. You understand what I'm saying? This kid is doing this to this other kid. You understand this one is stealing the food from over there. You got all these different things that start happening, right? So this is where you start seeing the beginning of rules or protocols, community protocols. And at that root of that, the more sophisticated we become, the more advanced, the more, for lack of a better you know, way of saying, more rules we have to create. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's more, we're doing more. You understand what I'm saying? We, we got, we have more access. We're covering more ground. We have more people. You understand what I'm saying? So I think, you know, a lot of young people, right? And I, you know, I'm not old. You understand, I'm, you know, but a lot of young people really need to study history, need to understand how we got to this point here. You understand what I'm because it because it will it will clear up a lot of these different things and it will really 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 I think it a it a <laughs> kind of you know um, normalize or just you know kind of equalize our world. You understand? Because right now every everybody's everywhere. Man, there's all types of craziness, all types of things going on right now. And it's coming from people just not having the right set, right knowledge set, you know, of whatnot, right? You know, we're, we're, we're so far removed from these time periods, right? You know, I mean, you got to think about if you're living in a settlement like this in the early Neolithic period or something like that, Stone Age, wherever you're at in the world or whatnot, the imminent threat of violence is always there, right? You know, if you think dudes are like on, on one now, aggressive now, imagine back then. You understand? A cat's is probably boxed or boxing and, and don't let them get a hand on a spear or don't let them get a hand on a, on a bow and arrow. It's going down every day. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So you gotta regulate people. You know, we, we can't, we learned very early on that you just can't let people do what they want to do. People can't just go run around, go be where they want to be whenever they want to be. You can't do that because people are people, especially if you're in the human phase. You understand what I'm saying? Or in, <laughs> in the pre-human phase, um, in some, can, you know, some situations or whatnot, man, it, it can definitely go down. You understand? So, you know, I really... <sighs> You know, yeah, I, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to move on from that sentence right there. Because when you talk about people having a problem with rules and protocols and don't want to follow any structure, I mean, that's just, that's, that's going to be disastrous for us moving forward or whatnot, man. So let's, let's move on to her next point, right? So like, why do I have to pay for water? <laughs> And I get it, man. Bills ain't no joke. You know? I would say the water bill is probably the lesser of the evils. You know, if it, your water bill get crazy, you know something wrong, right? So I wouldn't, you know. But again, right? The 
question do we know enough to build right and like i said we're so far removed that you don't know why things are the way they are you don't understand you don't know the process you understand what i'm saying you know i mean it's, it's, it's tech technology right technology is a gift and a curse right you know um you know the conveniences that we experience is it experience it allows us not to worry about things but you know um it also robs us of our ability to know how things are happening so then you don't respect it right you take it for granted you think it's it's, it's expected to just have water running out of your faucet right you understand i mean it, it's definitely a luxury but you don't have to have running water we've lived more time on this planet without running water than we have with it or whatnot and there are a bunch of people in this world that still live without running water and i mean you might look at them and be like hey they're not doing that good but you know they, they're making it for sure or whatnot you know so first of all you know running water is a luxury okay you know um like i've said before my my formal training right you know um is in the field of civil engineering right i'm a civil engineer okay and my actual concentration of civil engineering is what they call water resource engineering and environmental engineering where my where my focus is as you know um as a as an engineer so this is right in my ballpark right and i remember when you know, um, I first really start getting into the field when I was in school and I started like working for companies and entities and stuff like that while I was in school, you know, getting experience. I was just mind blown at how much stuff is actually under us, under this earth, under the road. Like we drive around, you know, we play on playgrounds, we run around. We don't realize that there's a whole network a whole world under us every almost every inch of this dang globe is something it's a whole world pipes and you know fiber optic and water you know um pipes and sewer pipes all types of you know what i mean electric all types of stuff under us or whatnot and i you know it but until you're looking at some plans and you're working with a design engineer and you're designing it it's like mind blown. It's like, dang, all of this is here. We're, we're just walking over this stuff like nothing happens. You understand what I'm saying? I think, you know, uh, it, just a quick aside, a lot of people have like, you know, they be in school or, you know, have, you know, criticism about school. Like, why do we have to learn about math and all this stuff like that? You know, because I never use it. Well, I mean, sometimes you need to learn things so you can understand the world. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? You got to understand the world that you live in. Unless you'll be, you know, walking around clueless, asking, asking, you know, crazy questions like, <laughs> why, why I gotta pay a water bill, right? <laughs> so, you know, um, as far as as being a water resource engineer, you learn how to get clean water to homes and businesses. You know how to do that, like design from A to B or what. Now, how to get water from a source, whether you're talking about a river, freshwater lake. You know or in some places where they have you know desalting technology and stuff like that from the ocean or whatnot how to get that water from the ocean clean it up and get it to the public and then you also learn how to take that the waste that comes from the public take that clean that up get it from their homes from their businesses 
from you know all the different entities that they're coming from clean that up and then put it back in the source where it came from you understand without contaminating the water source you learn how to do that right so like when you see stuff like flint and stuff that means that they're just not maintaining their system they haven't upgraded they haven't done the necessary things to make sure that the water that's going back into their um, water source or whatnot flint river or different places like that um is not contaminated right but as an engineer you know how to do that we know how to do that. that's what we do so when you ask the question like why do i have to pay for water you don't think that the engineer who designed the system deserved to get paid <laughs> you think he should do that for free right what about the people that maintain it right what about the people that's you know digging up the you know what i mean that's digging up your road to fix when the water main has broken and about to cave in the whole world you don't think that they deserve to get paid for their time and their labor and their skill <laughs> what about the amount of time the amount of materials you know um chemicals or whatnot that go into why it go into cleaning the fresh water that comes from the wherever the water source is and your dirty water including the water that's leaving your toilet or what not to clean that up and have it look like a clean glass of water that you 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 probably you know what i mean that you can put back in the um in the river and it won't contaminate it you don't think those people deserve to get paid <laughs> you don't think it costs money to produce that or whatnot you know I mean, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing here, right? All right, let, 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 let's look at this next one though, right? Like, why do I have, like, why do I have to make money? All right, so, all right, so this one, I might can understand it a little bit, but again, it just shows how much modern people are so far removed from our origins. Our primal origins not realizing that we've always had something to trade right before even before we had money we've always had something to trade and whatnot you know and then specifically you live in America this is a capitalist society that has fiat currency right that has paper money you got to make the money right because you know back in ancient times right most people you know, everybody used to be self-employed back in the day, right? And yeah, you know, every civilization, every settlement didn't have actual coinage. You understand what I'm saying? Or definitely, you know, or paper money or anything like that, but they all had means of trade or whatnot. So you would go, let's say, you know, you made fishnets, you know, you would go and, you know, you would spend, you know, part of your day or days, you know, um, Working the fishnets, getting your fishnets, you know, putting up a whole bundle of fishnets, fishnets, and then on market day, you take your stuff to the market and you're trading. You understand what I'm saying? Now that's how gold and silver became valuable because it 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 was something that had intrinsic value all over the world. You can go and take gold and silver and do stuff with it. And you know, people, you know, saw it as a value item. So people might, you know, give gold or some type of silver coin or something like that. Or sometimes it might be actually trade for trade. Okay, I got nets. If we talking about, you know, way before we start dealing in currency, all right, you might have a whole community of people who 
not only sell fish nets, but they sell fish or they have fish. They're fisher people. So they have a skill set that they guard heavily. And really, they're the only ones who know how to fish like that. You understand what I'm saying? On a level to where they can go and take their fish to some international or intercultural or inter intercommunal, you know, marketplace in some intersection somewhere, you know, uh, back in ancient times. And they come in the market with their fish. And another group might be good at hunting game, you know, so they come, you know, with their antelopes and different things like that. Another one is good at furs, you know, another one is, you know, good at weaponry and stuff like that. So we've always done this. Nobody came and just dropped a whole bunch of rules on us and said, hey, this is what you're going to have to do. And you got to make this money. It's this is just the evolution of things that we've already been doing. You understand what I'm saying? And the thing is, is that. You know, I'm going to speak specifically to the black community because I'm black, right? We're not going to go anywhere if our people don't understand life, don't understand the world, don't understand economy. Everybody don't have to understand it to the same level. But I mean, if you out here and you participating and you're breathing air, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? These are things that you need to know. You need to understand why economies are shaped the way that they are right so then you can you can go you can take things that you understand what i'm saying that you you know that are beneficial from it you understand what i'm saying and build on the things that you know we can you know that we can change or what now i'm not saying that paper money in the way that we operate today is a perfect system but it was a system necessary for the things that we absolutely definitely enjoy today like the internet all those different things and you know um this just came to my mind my is you know as well like when they talk about the pyramids right you know you got to be um careful with translations and stuff like that because you know a lot of people say that the pyramids were built by slaves not true right not true but i'm gonna tell you why they say that right they say that because again in ancient times everybody was self-employed meaning you didn't really work for anybody like you you know there were people who you know were you know um attendants to the temple you understand what i'm saying or they worked in the royal quarters and different things like that and they were like personal assistants you know and you can look at them as some type of servant or different thing like that right but that's a that that that's usually when you saw somebody working for somebody right or unless they had to pay off a debt that they owe and be like all right help me with this right but um you know when you have massive projects like the pyramids of giza and all the various pyramids in modern south sudan and sudan and egypt and all those different places like that right um you this is not something that a self-employed one person or you know can do you have to you have to get people you have to get a bunch of employees or a bunch of contractors working up under you you understand what i'm saying and you as the the engineer the architects you understand the project manager and different things like that i mean we were sophisticated like this back then and these people have to work for you to get a massive project done like that right and you know um when you have the the development of the west right where we you know a lot of us most of the people that check this out myself and stuff like that we all live in the western world right to develop the western world was a massive effort almost like a pyramid you understand what i'm saying so that's why they got this model 
of like, okay, we got an overseer, a project manager, right? And you got all these people working under you to take on a massive effort to, you know, for whatever end, whatever you're trying to build, right? And then the process of that, however you treat them, that that that's, you know, that's cultural, right? Because everybody who worked in those conditions wasn't treated like that. Like in, like I said, in the pyramids, the contractors that built the pyramids are in the are written in the pyramid with respect and different things like that. You know, you know. So, you know, it, it, it's a matter of who's. It's not necessarily what. It's more of who. You understand who's doing the uh, who's in charge. You know, kind of matters how it actually plays out. You know, but um, you know, when you get down to um you know the whole concept of why we have to make money all these different things is because the whole time that the west has been built it's been a massive effort of, of building this thing to make a you know pretty much a untapped you know territory even though we had natives here they had cities and stuff like that but they wasn't it wasn't the same type of environment that we had over in africa and in Asia, and then even in Europe at that time, you understand what I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't popping like that over here, like it was there. You understand? So pretty much they was building all new infrastructure, a whole new base, or whatnot, and that's why you have this model, right? Now, today, with the you know with technology moving, I'm thinking that you know um, <laughs> the ability to make money is going to diminish because now what you've done is what we've done is we've turned the robots we've turned ai into the new workers for you can call it for us you can call them slaves if you want to but that's going to become the people that's doing all the lowly work you understand what i'm saying that's like man well i gotta keep making this money you understand you, you gotta be you because you, you, your numbers are, are, are your days are numbered or whatnot because robots are going to be able to do most simple tasks moving forward i mean i remember you know uh back in the day when i was where i worked at target you know once upon a time and stuff like that and i was working i was like one of the people that you know unload the stuff off the trucks and then we stock them you know like stock it seemed like a lot of people do jobs like that like you hear a lot of people who you know um with the college or whatever and stuff like that and be like yeah i was stocking shelves and stuff but i used to do that at target and i was sitting there well, I was doing my job and basically it's like down to a science. You got a barcode, you know, right here. And uh, I've been talking this whole time without my um, face on here. Let me switch this off. Or, um, yeah, let me switch this off. Yeah. So you got a barcode or whatnot and a, um, you know, um, take the barcode from the box and then you look at the um, the barcode on the palette that you put it on, and then you take that palette to match it with a barcode on an owl, and then you take the products on the uh, on the palette and match them with the barcodes on the shelves. I can, uh, I can write the code to see how you just, that's simple, just matching. Do -do 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 -do. A robot can do that in its sleep. So people who work in those type of jobs, retail, all that stuff like that, their days are numbered because <laughs> technology and, and robots and AI is gonna be the new production workers for us. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, when you ask the question, why do I have to make money? It's because we are living in a culture and a society that wants, that wants stuff. 
<laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That wants to not just sit here and just be cool with what we got. <clears throat> and I guarantee you this person don't want to give up Twitter, don't want to give up technology, don't want to give up those things. You understand what I'm saying? But you want to progress. You want a better Twitter. You want a better phone. You want to see better film, better YouTube. You understand what I'm saying? With that, you got to have a bunch of people working on a project to um, <clears throat> with a certain incentive base for them to put in work a certain way or whatnot. You know, so that's why we have to make money or whatnot, you know? But, you know, like I said, people, we, we can't live in this fantasy world. I just see that it's just more and more prevalent, right? It's just more and more prevalent that we see people like have these these ideas of like, why do I even have to do this? You know, who, who said that, you know, men are supposed to do this? Who said that women are supposed to do this? We did. <laughs> we said that. We came up with these, these things from time and experience, right? So let's go down to this last breakdown. Let me pull her back up real quick again, just to, for those. All right, so we going to we down to the last sentence, okay? Let me just make this a little smaller. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Why can't we just all chill? <laughs> oh man, I think it's a good question. But again, if you study history, you'll know why. And I mean, the simple answer is, we've never been able to chill. <laughs> we ain't never been able to chill on earth, man. You know, we've never been able to chill, right? If it wasn't, you know, um, <laughs> go back to our hunter-gatherer period, right? Yo, nature won't let you chill. Okay, if you want to just sit here and sit on the Sahara, right? Then you got rain. Your kids getting wet. Let's say it get a little cold. Your kids all cold. Your lady cold. You cold. You can't just chill. What if it's too hot? Blazing. You can't chill. Nature won't allow us to chill. What if we have a big major weather event? Imagine a tornado in 11,000 BC. <laughs> Man, you toast. You seen one group got tore up. You hear stories. I remember it's this documentary called 500 Nations about all the original people, original indigenous people in the United States and the 500 different nations that they cover. And, you know, it was this one tribe, small tribe. When they took, um, they took one of the women from the tribe and was taking them over to Britain. And they went to go try to rescue her. You know, these um, <laughs> these people thought that the Atlantic Ocean wasn't that deep, wasn't, didn't go that far. They just ain't never went that far out in it. So they got into their little canoe, the whole tribe got into that little canoe, rolled out there and got swept away and the whole tribe died. All of them, <laughs> the whole tribe died, okay? <laughs> from trying to go save their people because they didn't know that the Atlantic Ocean was uh, was the ocean like that or whatnot. Nothing. Knowledge is power, right? So nature won't let us chill, okay? 
you know, an experience like that, and if you knew that tribe and you saw what happened to them, you like, dang, we gotta build bigger boats. <laughs> we gotta build some bigger boats up here. Or else we gonna be just like them. You know what I'm saying? All right, so that's nature. Predators. Predators. Right? You going can you outrun a cheetah? Can you outrun a lion, full-grown, king of the jungle, top daughter lion? Can you outrun him? <laughs> we ain't never been able to chill. You understand? This is this is fantasy world, man. Or whatnot, you know? Um, and then forget about even the predators or bear, whatever it is that's that that wanna eat you your children you understand what i'm saying your family your mom you got people <laughs> you got neighboring communities that want what you got right now you might say well maybe we can do some things to help that right and you're right you know people can be civilized can cultivate themselves and grow and not feel like they need to attack the next tribe over there right a little easier said than done but these still natural and just animal kingdom type of you know um threats that we have out there always had us to where we cannot chill we never could just sit back and chill shoot forget about that what if a, a disease just pop up out of somewhere you understand what i'm saying you know, like imagine, I mean, you, you, you hear about the Spanish flu, which is like the common cold today. Man, that wiped out like a third of the world's population. Like, boom, you understand what I'm saying? We never could just chill, right? But, and, and it's designed that way, right? And people have a big problem with challenge, right? A lot of people don't want to be challenged. They don't want to experience challenge, but we can't avoid it. You understand? You know, in all ancient cultures, and you know, we got, you know, a, a, a shout out to Cosmic Convos. You know, anybody who, you know, dabbles in astrology, you know, everybody knows the reputation that Saturn has, right? Saturn has a reputation of being, you know, the planet that comes and brings challenges in your life, right? But you can't outrun Saturn. You can't outrun Saturn. Saturn is destined challenges. You cannot get away from that, right? And I've seen a lot of people, and I and I, you know, a lot of feminists, a lot, I see this, this, a lot of this being perpetuated in liberal politics, um, feminism, you know, these different groups and stuff like that, where they are trying to socially engineer and re-engineer people and stuff to try to avert challenge. And you're never going to do it. You understand? You're just going to create a whole bunch of chaos in the process. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not going to win that battle. Trust me. You're not going to win that battle. And, you know, some people may make the argument and say, hey, you know, we're, we're man, that was 10,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, right? We passed that. We ain't got to live like that no more, right? Well, let me introduce you to somebody, okay? This gentleman, okay, was a World War II U.S. war general, okay? Um, 
by the name of Curtis LeMay. All right. And he says he, he's quoted as saying he didn't say that. But I mean, this thing, it, <laughs> I, he looked like he said what they thought he said. But, you know, he made a statement about another uh, country and said, you know what? We, we should bomb them back to the Stone Age. <laughs> And I think it was a newer general who made a comment like that about Pakistan, about bombing somebody back to the Stone Age, right? You know, and his he, he said that, you know, I didn't say that. I didn't say that I can bomb them back to the Stone Age. I said that we we could. We have the technology to do it, right? And, um, you know, if you're not looking at the world politics, looking at what's happening, again, you need to know what's going on. If you're going to talk about building up a community, you need to have some knowledge about what's going on. There's all types of beef simmering under the surface right now. Like, for real. You understand what I'm saying? There's all types of beef that's just waiting to jump off. You know, it's like cold. That's why they call it a cold war. We don't, if you, if you from any type of black neighborhood, you don't experience a level of cold war, right? Because a lot of people know that when it's winter time, a lot of times certain beefs be kind of on ice. You know, especially if you up north. Right. If you up north, you in Ohio, New York and, you know, Chicago and stuff like that, you know, people get it. Pop but but you, you understand what I'm saying? A lot of times certain beefs, it, it, they kind of stay on ice. And then when they get hot, you go look at the news reports when you look at all these major cities, especially northern cities. When they get hot again, you start seeing people die. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That's 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 what you call a cold war. Right. A cold war. And then we we move on to the next phase. Right. We've been in a, a semi unofficial Cold War for a long time. And there are a number of countries that have the ability to bomb us back into the Stone Age. And we can do that to someone else as well. Right? That's all it takes. All it takes is a major natural disaster to put us back in the Neolithic period environmentally. You understand what I'm saying? So all of these different you know, concessions, all these different ideas, these wild ideas that people are coming up with, they only work because we built society up to the point to where you're comfortable, right? You don't got to worry about this. Right now I'm sitting on a, you know, in, in a house on the second, on the third floor. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't, ha I don't feel like I'm going to fall through the, through the floor here. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's cold outside. But I'm insulated in here. I'm over here talking to somebody who's not any in any earshot of me right now. You understand? And, you know, a whole bunch of people are going to see this video or whatnot and have the potential to go to millions of billions of people. You understand what I'm saying? These different policies and stuff like that and this, you know, ideology, right, to even have the luxury of saying something like this is only because we live in this environment where the technology is able to work and there's a level of safety in the actual country to where you don't got to worry about somebody coming trying to take it every day but i can change just like that <laughs> you understand what i'm saying that can change in a heartbeat trust me ask, ask people in tokyo or in in, in um hiroshima or what now when they got the atomic bomb dropped on them just like that i mean they knew stuff was coming but dang ain't nobody ever dropped nothing like that and the weapons them progressed way beyond that point at this time 
So I don't, I'm not one of these people that think that, you know, uh, because we have this new technology and everything like that, you know, that now the rules change. I don't necessarily believe to think like that. I think we, we move, we accept the technology, we utilize the technology, but we never forget our past, right? It takes a whole nother, takes that, that, that ideology to another level. Never forget where you came from, right? Because it can, you can be, you can find yourself back in that situation right now. I mean, shoot, there's homeless people out there that's living like a, you know, a hunter gatherer or whatnot. So that, I mean, it's not, we're not that far removed from it. You understand? We got to really guard against this type of mentality or whatnot, you know? Um, but shout out to her. Gave me something good to, to, to you know, to um, tune into, to re react to or whatnot, you know, you know, but, uh, you know, we're going to keep this short or whatnot um, right here at this little 50 minute mark or whatnot. So, you know, as always, this episode was brought to you by Push It Forward Podcast Network. This is the first we build podcast episode 10. Um, make sure that you like and subscribe to this channel if you haven't already and um, definitely go subscribe to Ninth Floor Films. Um, stay tuned in for the next Cosmic Combos uh, podcast episode. We were supposed to do one last night, but we, you know, have some things going on. We're going to have some interesting things happening with the Cosmic Combos podcast. So definitely stay tuned with that. Um, people who are on the Patreon over there on Cosmic Convos, be on the lookout. We got, I got something fun coming for you or whatnot. Um, and check out the Single Dad podcast. We dropped, I said episode 10 earlier. It really was episode 14. Um, dropped episode 14 today so definitely go check out that it's a banger or whatnot and go check out the archives of that and go dig into that plant based with love podcast as well man they got a lot of excellent stuff going on alright but um, I want to thank you all for tuning in and um, you know I'm your humble host at Root and we will be back next Tuesday with another great episode for you alright so y'all be safe out there and I'm out. Peace.